Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Tonight on a special Revolt Black News. Ludacris is in the house. So I heard this is the Luda Christmas movie. Oh, oh man. Oh, <laughs> and congratulations on the movie. Thank you. I think this is absolutely the moment for black women to shine. This has been a long journey, a long time coming. God's plan is better than anything I could ever come up with. But for many years, I didn't say anything. And then I was like, no. What's up, Kennedy? This is a pleasure. I was just fearless. So, hold on, girl. I'm texting your mom and daddy right now. A look back on an incredible year of entertainment. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Revolt Black News Weekly. I'm Kennedy Rue. In many ways, 2023 has been a banner year for culture as far as entertainment goes. We saw black actresses take on traditionally white roles. There's a black female director generating Oscar buzz. ABC had a black bachelorette. Hip hop turned 50 and we all celebrated. And this year I've had a chance to talk to some of the biggest names and cover the most interesting stories in entertainment. Tonight, we're gonna take a look back at some of my favorites of 2023. But first, we've got something new for you. Well, hello, baby girl. How are you today? So good. It's Christmas Eve. Oh, yeah, that. Okay, so I heard this is the Luda Christmas movie. Oh, oh man. Oh, man. <laughs> I had to. I had to. I'm sorry. Christmas tree. Oh, Christmas tree. Dad, is that nice? On the surface, dashing through the snow on Disney Plus is a Luda Christmas movie that is both funny and moving. I know there's always like a truth within levity, but how do you balance both of those so that the story essentially is still felt? Well, what's great is you always have a grounded story. And then I just think, you know, you're trying to capture life. I find that, um, you know, just kind of uh, human, human nature is about as funny as it needs to be. So um, I kind of <laughs> let it be what it is. Right. Luda plays a social worker dad who as a kid lost his faith in Christmas following a traumatic experience only to have it restored as an adult by a mysterious man in a red Santa suit. Oh, claustrophobic. I'm sorry, what? Claustrophobic, fear of Santa Claus. That's ludicrous. <laughs> I want to talk about Luda's character being claustrophobic. I mean, he has a fear of Santa. <laughs> but is yeah. there an underlying theme about finding or restoring your faith? Or tapping into that inner child that we somehow lose along the way? 
you know, as our imagination kind of starts to crumble in the face of reality? I think so. That's a great question. Even outside of Christmas, there are a lot of people that have traumatic experiences as a child. And then, you know, as they get older, they still haven't really dealt with those feelings. So this is one of those movies that try and tell, tell people how to deal with those feelings and try to make sure that they get over certain things because there's so much more in store waiting for you to embrace just the love of every moment, not just Christmas. But yes, it's, it's, it's a problem that a lot of people have. But it goes further than that. While classic holiday films have historically revolved around white characters, Dashing Through the Snow is mostly black, celebrating black joy with a mostly black cast. Even the Atlanta setting is cultural. What makes Atlanta the perfect backdrop for a Christmas movie considering the cultural significance to our people? Ooh, great. I mean, great listen, it's, it's a black Santa Claus, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> What's more Atlanta than that? I mean, where else are you gonna shoot that movie, right? Come on, now. Right. Dashing is not the only Christmas movie with black storylines to open this year. There are 16, including Eddie Murphy's Candy Cane Lane on Prime Video. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Oh, it will be. <laughs> in fact, over the past 25 years, there have been an increasing number of Christmas movies focused on the black experience, including 2007's This Christmas and 2016's Almost Christmas, both produced by Will Packer. Talk to me about showcasing black joy in relation to the holidays and why we need to see more of that. Love it, Ooh, love it, we need it. Yes. Like, I mean, and and it's, the thing is, it's a movie for everybody, but it is through that lens of a character who is a dad that looks like Ludacris, mm -hmm. a Santa that looks like Lil Rail, but it's a movie for everybody. Mm -hmm. And so you've had, you know, quote unquote, universal movies that have been made throughout history that are right. Christmas or holiday themed, right. but we don't have a lot of us in them, right? Mm -hmm. But they're made for everyone, everybody can consume them. There's nothing wrong with having something that showcases, like you said, black joy. Though this is the first time Luda and Will have worked together, both have lengthy showbiz careers. You make it so good, I don't wanna leave, but I gotta know what your of course, Luda started as a rapper in 1999, before starring in movies like the Fast and Furious franchise. Yo, we gotta go, man. Let's do this. Okay, I'll drive. And that? Come on, man. No, no way. No, 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 not in this. In that. And in his 30-year career, Will has produced more than 30 films, including 2012's Think Like a Man with Regina Hall and 2014's Ride Along starring Kevin Hart and Ice Cube. Both were directed by Tim Story. James, you know what? You... Is he still staring? Make mm -hmm. him stop. All three are now industry titans, giving voice to black characters and platforms for black storylines. Will's movies have grossed more than a billion dollars worldwide, and the Fast and Furious franchise starring Luda has earned more than seven billion dollars. Success that none of them take for granted. Talk to me about, you know, the mentality you have to have in this industry facing the peaks and the valleys and kind of knowing that you're going to get through. Mm. Mm. Wow. I mean, listen, it, it, it's real. Um, I think that times like this, it puts a lot into perspective for so many. Yeah. And, you know, you can't live day to day. You always have to think about what's next. And it's hard mm -hmm. to say that because, you know, a lot of people do. That's the unfortunate reality.
When we come back, some of my favorite stories of 2023. Welcome back. Now for some of my 2023 favorites. I feel like we're in a black female renaissance mm. when it comes to performing, when it comes to artistry. Um, talk to me about where you feel like we are in the space of black actresses, black artists, black musicians, black female um, creatives kind of stepping into their power in this specific moment. It is just that. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're in a, we're highlighting some areas that we don't normally see, um, specifically in the space of comedy. Okay, Tassels. Oh, Shay. Oh, damn, I'm ashy? No, I was saying. Ooh, good looking out, Nadia. You've got my girl Robin Thede, yes. who has the Black Lady Sketch Show, which has mm -hmm. opened a space in a very niche area of comedy mm -hmm. that has been very much so male dom male-dominated, white sure. male specifically. But I want to know, was it important for you to create a show that's unapologetically black? One of my biggest pet peeves in the industry is that oftentimes when we see people of color on television, mm -hmm. the people of, uh, who are writing for them do not look like that person. Um, you know, when you think of like an A Living Color or you think of a Mad TV or even an SNL, there's, you can literally probably hold in one hand a couple of names of the black women that were representing that. Mm -hmm. So what I love now is there's a space and there's a world where I am so excited for the next generation, this next future, yeah. that a show like our Black Lady Sketch Show, it mm -hmm. is inspiring a whole nother generation of writers, directors, creatives, you know, mm -hmm. um, comedians, like all of that. Yeah. And I think that's gonna be very special to see what grows out of that space. Black Lady Sketch Show co-star Gabrielle Dennis breaking it down. She stopped by Revolt Studios to not only talk about the black woman renaissance, but also about her latest gig co-starring in the Apple TV series, The Big Door Prize, in which she is broadening the conversation about race and casting. When you got the script for Big Door Prize, did it specify that your character was a black female or was that something that you just taking the role embodied? Honestly, I don't think it did. A lot of times they call you in because they don't mm -hmm. know exactly what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. Like maybe the script started one way and then maybe it changed this way. And right. like you, you don't know what draft of the script that you get. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of times they're just open to see what you bring to the table and like mm -hmm. what humanity do you bring? So I think that you, you just kind of go and you do your job and you hope for the best. That's what Yara Shahidi did taking on the role as Tinkerbell. She became the first black actress to play the fairy in this year's Disney film, Peter Pan and Wendy. You're playing such an iconic character that's historically been portrayed by a white actress. Is there pressure mm -hmm. that comes along with tackling that and being different from the image that people have always had in their mind? I mean, I think what released some of the pressure for me was that some of the first conversations I had about this film were with the producers and with the director about what this newer, more inclusive version of Peter Pan and Wendy meant to them. How surprised were you that people were initially so attached to the identity of this fictional character? I mean, like you said, mm -hmm. this is a fairy tale. It's an imaginary world. And we often don't get to see people that look like us in these fantastical series. Yeah, I mean, Quite honestly, I think what's interesting is coming from a perspective of somebody that's black and Iranian, I think, mm -hmm. and experienced so many black and brown folks of any really particular ethnic or minority background are familiar with is having to empathize with characters that don't look like us. And so it's interesting when that 
skill set that we've had to define for our entire lives isn't extended to us. And Yara joins the likes of Halle Bailey, whose Black woman renaissance is shaking things up as the first Black Little Mermaid, which was met with some pushback. There were a lot of people who were concerned that a fictional mermaid could not be played by a Black person because historically, this character has been portrayed as white. Daily Variety senior entertainment writer Angelique Jackson says the time is right for Black women to stand tall and further shine in Hollywood. The Black woman renaissance has been brewing since Bridgerton and Grey's Anatomy creator Shonda Rhimes changed the game in front of and behind the scenes. What's so interesting about Shonda Rhimes is that, no, she's not, you know, the first Black woman to ever run a show. You have people like Debbie Allen or Mara Brockakeel or Yvette Lee Bowser, but she absolutely changed the game. Young people need to see people who look like them working in front of and behind the screen. With her TGIT lineup, that thank God it's Thursday with Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, and How to Get Away with Murder, really changed the game. I feel very proud. I feel very lucky. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, any moment you step back and look, you think, my God, I'm really grateful. Her take charge approach helped kick the door down and carve out space for ladies like Ava DuVernay and eight-time Emmy nominee Issa Rae, who's behind HBO's hits Insecure and Rap Shit. Issa, so talk to me about being here at ABFF 2022 getting one of your initial starts here and then bringing rap shit here this year. I mean, it's kind of a full circle moment. It's absolutely a full circle moment. And to have a show that is set in Miami, uh, kind of loosely based on my experiences at ABFF yeah. is also like super, super full circle. And I just feel proud. And now other creatives are getting the chance to shine. You don't love me! Authenticity is what landed Zendaya her two Emmy wins for Euphoria, in which she not only stars, but is also an executive producer on the gritty HBO series. I'm always in the pursuit of like learning and growing, and what's so special, I think, about Euphoria is the people that I get to work with and learn from every day, you know? Um, and I feel like I'm in the, in, the, in the best place. I mean, one day I hope I can learn to direct, and that, that is a dream of mine. And Zendaya took Euphoria on the road to the desert for Coachella. She shocked the crowds by crashing labyrinths that to perform the Euphoria tracks, I'm tired and all for us. It was a jam-packed weekend of celebrating music, but I was there to support my bestie Willow Smith as she gave her black woman renaissance best, performing both weekends. Even her dad, Will, was in the crowd, clearly very proud of his daughter as he posted video of her performance, calling her set Willowcella. She makes it look so easy. Always poised on the red carpet, proudly posing at each premiere of The Little Mermaid, from Hollywood to London. But what Halle Bailey has accomplished at the age of 23 is nothing short of remarkable. Critics say this role will undoubtedly make you a movie star. How does it feel to hear that sort of praise? It feels amazing to hear that sort of praise, honestly, because, you know, this has been a long journey, a long time coming. I auditioned for this film when I was 18, and I'm 23 now. A man was drowning. I had to save him. This obsession with humans has to stop. She is the first black actress in Disney history to portray Ariel, rocking her real locks in the film. 
I wanna talk about the importance of showcasing our natural hair in film, in television. Yes. Why was that so important for you? Wow, well, I know you know, cause mm -hmm. we're friends. Right. But when, <laughs> when I was little, I've had my locks since I was little. Mm -hmm. And you know, our crowns are like really important to us, especially as black women. And I felt like that was a piece of me, of Hallie, that I was bringing to this new aerial as well. Mm -hmm. But it's so important for us to be able to see that because as children, as babies, as anyone, when you look and you can see somebody that's similar to you with your hair texture, it's so beautiful when you're like, wow, I see myself in this person. But it's more than just making history. Hallie is going from music star to movie star, and from one half of the duo Chloe and Hallie to just a solo star. She is also just one of a handful of black women who have successfully made the leap from teen star to adult movie star. It's Dorothy Dandridge, Beyonce, and Diana Ross, to name a few. When you hear your name compared to the likes of those icons, how does that feel for you? Oh, wow. Honestly, when I hear my name compared to them, I'm like, no way. What the <laughs> heck? Because those women I look up to so much yeah. and are a big reason why I'm even here today. You know, they were the ones who broke down the doors and barriers yeah. for me to be here. So it means a lot. Hallie grew up in Atlanta, one of four children, including older sister Chloe. The two of them shot to fame as the music duo Chloe and Hallie in 2015 after Beyonce discovered their covers on YouTube. Just another stage, pageant the pain away. Hallie was just 13 at the time. Just with the crew, we out here looking for boo. some nights be better with you. A few years later, Beyonce presented them with the Rising Star Award at Billboard's Women Ladies, in Music. I am so, so proud of you. You've done this with authenticity, with grace, with raw talent, and you managed to shine in every room you enter. She and her sister also branched out into acting, playing twins on the blackish spinoff, Grownish. Go oh, chat us on a strict no-carb diet this summer for training. Mm -hmm. Respect the bitch. Mm -hmm. But I know something's starting right now. But The Little Mermaid is the first big project Hallie tackled on her own. It was truly a transition for me because I had never done anything like this before. Yeah. I'm used to singing and performing and yeah. being on tour and on stage is my comfort zone. I'm like, okay, I can do this. I'm like, I'm just gonna ride this wave, do this all my life. And yeah. then this came along and I'm like, whoa, okay, do mm -hmm. I have it in me? Can I do this? Talk to me about how you navigate kind of these big career and lifestyle transitions, but make it look so seamless. My sister helps me through everything in my life. Out of the two of us, I'm the baby sister. Mm -hmm. So parting away from her when I had to go film this movie was like, oh my gosh, this is so new. I've never done this. I miss my right arm. Yeah. And you know, she was there for me every step of the way. We'd FaceTime every single day. And you know, she's been a, one of my big champions to be like, girl, mm -hmm. you can do it, you get your wings and fly. When you were getting ready to make that transition from recording artist to movie star, was it hard for people in general to see you in that different light? Was it hard for directors to see you in that different light? Did you feel like you kind of had to prove that you were ready for that next step? 
Absolutely. I think with anything, when you enter kind of a new field that you've never been in before, mm -hmm. people are kind of looking at you like, okay, let's see what she got, you know? Because I've never done this. So for all I know, I could have been terrible. <laughs> Today, our teacher taught us about a place called Africa. She say our mamas come from Queens over there. If her next role is any indication of where her career is going, Hallie could be well on her way to a career similar to that other Hallie who recently tweeted that she's, quote, honored to share a name with the very talented and super sweet Hallie Bailey. This month, Hallie Bailey will co-star in the remake of The Color Purple alongside Fantasia and Taraji P. Henson. And they all became like my aunties and just so kind to me and lifting me up. And Fantasia's an angel. She's an angel inside and out. And I cannot wait for people to see her performance because she is a star. It was just iconic. I mean, I was just a fan on that set and grateful that I could be in the midst of this amazing, beautiful black cast. Next up, the other half of Chloe and Hallie. Chloe Bailey is here. Plus, Hollywood superstar Gabrielle Union. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's. Praise this. Yeah. I mean, it's set in Atlanta in the world's competitive choir. Why this movie right now? But this is a movie that whether you've been to church every Sunday or can't remember one Bible verse, the whole point of this movie is that I wanted to make it for people that have lost their way, that maybe need a little bit of a reminder to reconnect with their faith. Mega producer Will Packer tapping into the Gen Z space with Praise This. Your voice is nice. Why don't you come down to the studio? The girl at the center of the film is Chloe Bailey, who stars as an up-and-coming singer who finds success through the gospel experience. I was so excited because it has my love of music, acting, and God all in one. So I was like, ooh, this is the role for me. A role that had her going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Quavo. Not bad for Chloe, who burst on the scene as one half of the singing duo, Chloe and Hallie. We first were introduced to Chloe when she was about 15 years old, when we saw her and Hallie on YouTube making incredible covers and getting Beyonce's attention. But now it's been almost a decade. She's grown up, she's become a woman. Daily Variety's Angelique Jackson told me that Chloe is among the handful of modern-day Gen Z stars to navigate the Hollywood spotlight. An added element, maybe even a speed bump to Chloe's success, is the idea that she's having to navigate all of this as a young Black woman. There's so much added spotlight, added critique, added uh, pressure on her to figure it out and figure it out the right way. While in Atlanta, Chloe joined me and the co-hosts of Black Girl Stuff to talk about the film and more. What's still on your list or on your vision board that mm -hmm. you're like, I have to check this off yeah. in the coming years? Well, I really want to win an EGOT, you know, the Emmy, yes. Grammy, Oscar, and the Tony. Tony. Yes. 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 So that's like a long-term goal, but mm -hmm. I know like if I keep my eye on the prize, that will be another one I get to. 
As she strives for her EGOT goals, Chloe is also gaining praise for her album In Pieces, an album title that came about after facing a challenging time in her life. For her, the healing is in the music. It's the mask. So when people come closer, that's when they'll see the little cracks mm -hmm. of how we have glued ourselves back together when we've been broken down time and time oh, again. Right. So that's why I titled the album In Pieces because the three years that I took to create it, I was going through some of the hardest times in my entire life. And she is more than good enough. Chloe knows where her strength of a woman mentality comes from her faith. I have always really held on tight to God because that's what's been keeping me stable. I remember when I lost a really near and dear close family member a couple years ago that really struck home and that was the first time I ever questioned God like why take away someone so close mm -hmm. to me and close in age. I didn't understand it but as uh, you know time went by I learned to accept it and I learned that God's timing and God's plan is better than anything I could ever come up with and no matter how much I try to control things or control life it won't work out as well as God's plan will. In her social media post, Oscar winner Halle Berry said, quote, I've been labeled crazy most of my adult life. It's a label that has dogged my life and tried to undermine my journey. Today, I wear that label with pride as I continue to show them what crazy can do. If I say something, will I lose my job or am I now difficult? I have to ask you, what has been your experience like in the entertainment industry and in finding your voice? When you see, you know, when they say, if you see something, say something. Mm -hmm. And there was the, the moment that you see something and then you realize, wait, if I say something, I'm the problem. Gabrielle Union is not afraid to speak her mind. Whether she's promoting her Netflix film The Perfect Find with co-star Keith Powers or addressing Hollywood's superficiality on a podcast. I think there's so much about Hollywood that is bullshit. And you can either sign up for it and like swim in it and you can have a, an amazing life swimming in the bullshit and then you wonder why you can't sleep at night. But it's come at a cost. As we celebrate you, Mackenzie, we celebrate Denise. Thank you. Thank this you. is all a bonus. I'm just rooting for you in life. When she was a judge on America's Got Talent in 2020, she spoke out about the environment behind the scenes, calling it toxic and racially insensitive, claiming that she was told her hairstyles were too black. You were like machines. You came to slay and we are deceased. Deemed difficult, she was fired. For many years, I didn't say anything. You just go to work, keep your head down, none of my business, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, no, mm -hmm. I can't sleep at night yeah. thinking about this. And I'm going to speak on it. And if I have to keep escalating and, and getting, you know, taking it to the, to the next level, I will. Because if I don't, who will? In corporate America, opinionated black women have often been dismissed as angry, and according to a study by the Harvard Business Review, it may be holding them back from realizing their full potential in the workplace. Hollywood's no different. 
There's a history of backlash against outspoken black actresses. Mia Long said she was labeled difficult for insisting on doing her own hair early in her career. Monique was blacklisted for refusing to promote her 2009 film Precious because she wasn't getting paid. And Issa Rae told a beauty con panel in 2019, quote, I have to sugarcoat because I know that the environment I'm in will label me as the angry or difficult black woman. It's a sentiment that Gabrielle understands all too well. They will come for your career. They will come for how you pay, you know, pay your family's bills. We shouldn't be afraid. Maybe get better. You know, like, don't call me the bad guy for demanding better, demanding what we all signed up for. Mm -hmm. You know, a healthy, respectful workspace. Gabrielle grew up in Northern California. I was a happy, well-adjusted child. You know, I got a, you know, a car on my 16th birthday, oh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I was just a happy kid in the summer. Hey, Moesha, what's up, Nisi? In the mid-90s, she began acting with small roles in TV shows like Moesha and Sister, Sister. Call you later, we'll go shopping. She also appeared in a string of movies, including her breakthrough role as a cheerleader in 2000's Bring It On. By the mid-2000s, she was a household name, appearing in blockbusters like Bad Boys 2. We went out on a date. And Think Like a Man. You're a brilliant artist. Now 50 and married to NBA legend Dwayne Wade, Gabrielle continues to challenge sexist stereotypes, even in her rom-com, The Perfect Find. You good, Sleeping Beauty? Could you be any cuter? You also look like a college student. I like something. A little more seasoned. She plays a 40-something single professional who falls in love with a younger man played by Keith Powers. There are distinct stereotypes around women finding love after 40. Yeah. What do you think about those societal stereotypes and what have you personally found to be true about that? Listen, I got married for the second time at 40. Listen, I was just getting <laughs> <Yeah>. started. <laughs> um, just like there's a word for, you know, the derogatory word for women. You know, they're like, oh, you're like a cougar. You're yeah. uncontrolled. You're like an yes, animal. Yes. I was like, well, what's the word for men? Right, right. What, right. what are they called? Right. Yeah. I called them mercats. Yeah. <laughs> um. Coming up, Nick Cannon on why he hustles so hard. And the shy's Jacob Lattimore on what the media gets wrong about his city. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Nick, how are you? Good to see you. What's up, Kennedy? This is a this is a pleasure. This is making me uh, all emotional over here seeing a, someone I've always known as a young superstar shining their glory. I sat down with Nick to talk about his show, Future Superstars. An exclusive docu-series looks at rising stars. You will make more money in music than you will in TV. Talk to me about building your multimedia empire, whether it be Wild and Out, Mass Singer, Daily Canon, all that stuff. It's funny, like, because I never really thought of it as, as an empire until, like, recently. People have been calling it that, but it's just, like, really, I was just... 
waking up and working, you know what I mean? Excited that, you know, I get the opportunity to be creative and for whatever reason, God has blessed me with, you know, platforms and, and opportunities. So I, I'm just trying to get as much of it as I possibly can. What are some challenges you've faced in building your multimedia empire? Wow, there's so many challenges. I would say everything from things that you believe in that don't, you know, get to see the light of day to, you know, opportunities that are probably not, you know, used to the best of their ability because you may have been focused on something else. And on those days, Nick, that are hard, where do you pull your motivation from? I pull my motivation from my family. Uh, you know, obviously, specifically my kids. I'm a dad. That's my that's my first job. You know, I do it for my squad, you know, uh, more than anything. So. <laughs> They keep me going. And before I was, I used to build platforms for myself and my peers. But now, as more of a father type figure, someone who can be a mentor, I'm looking to to pass the baton and create platforms for the next generation. Talk to me about the importance in pouring into Black artistry and creating spaces where we can show up fully as ourselves. It's truly important, you know, for you know all of the acts that we were able to to witness on this season of future superstars I mean, everyone has such a compelling story such a, a beautiful journey and it's just the beginning for all of them thank you so much nick i'll talk to you soon i'll tell my parents you said hi yes tell them i said what up <laughs> all right bye all right please. Chicago is a city in crisis right now. This weekend left 10 people dead, 44 others wounded in shootings across the city. Crime numbers near an all-time high in the loop. If you watch the news, the Chicago you see on TV is not the Chicago that's depicted in the shy. Where does the media get it wrong? I just think no one's really out in, this, in the streets and really experiencing it for themselves. It's a lot of scare tactic and fear when you see a headline to say somebody got murdered or some, this amount of people got shot. It's the tale of two Chicagos. The media crowning it America's murder capital with 697 homicides last year. And Showtime's The Shy showing the humanity of the black community that is so often criminalized in popular culture. The city is all we got. We're gonna stumble sometimes, but we gotta help each other get back up again. And despite the media depiction of Chicago, tell me about the Chicago you've grown to know. Yo, mm -hmm. I turned 21 in Chicago, mm -hmm. so it was it was a vibe. I mean, the restaurants yeah. are beautiful. The, I, I love going out on the lake and getting out on the yacht and, and yeah. chilling and looking at those skylines. Now 26, Jacob has spent the past six years filming the show in Chicago, playing the sneaker-obsessed Emmett. And he admits he's also seen the city's dark side. And I think Chicago represents a lot of cities that are dangerous in mm -hmm. certain areas. You can't walk in certain neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, you won't. Why, why, why should you? You know what I mean? You know what's going down there. I, I went down to the south side one time. I, mm -hmm. did, I, I went to a pool party. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, yeah, I shouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? This your boy, Jacob Lattimore. Jacob grew up 90 miles from Chicago in Milwaukee, where he began performing as a child, launching his career in the most unlikely of places. I have become so famous, especially at school. Hey! 
Yes. You've been at this for a long time, thank making you, your you. first talk show appearance at age 10 on Mori Povich <laughs> They love <show>. that story. <laughs> what do you remember about that experience? I was just fearless. Yeah. I was fearless. I was coming out of Milwaukee, and I was just like, yeah, I'm about to go perform. You know what I mean? Right. And, you know, I come down them steps just like just ready, you know, and yeah. I got my dances with me. I got an original song. Yeah. You know, I ain't doing no covers. I felt I felt good. Soon after, he began releasing music and appearing in movies like The Maze Runner and Collateral Beauty starring Will Smith. I feel like you blew up so young. Mm -hmm. You were on magazine covers <laughs> as right. an adolescent. Yeah. Talk to me about what that did for your confidence. And did the heartthrob thing ever go to your head when you were young? Um, no, I, I, I think God has always humbled me quick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Quick. Right. So it was, it was always just focusing on just the love I had mm -hmm. for it and just focusing on, on God. I think that was like the huge part of every lesson I had. Though he has had a few hit singles, it's his five seasons on The Shy that has made him one of the most promising young black actors of his generation. He's getting more movies and more TV offers and more media attention too. He's also facing a whole new set of challenges that comes with growing fame. How much thought do you give to choosing roles or characters that are unapologetically but not stereotypically black. I try not to think about it, even though it may be a thing. Even when auditions weren't typically for me, mm -hmm. uh, if, the, if the outline, if they wasn't even looking for a young black kid, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll just go in there and audition. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I think for me it was like, why, why can't I audition? They, right. they don't know. They don't know until they see it. How do you maintain your privacy in the sense of? in this world of social media. It's like, if I ain't been on social media in two months, like, it's, it's fine. And I think it just helps me in my personal life as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I just want to keep it about the work. That's what I'm doing. Exactly. You know, yeah. The personal's personal. Personal's personal. If I decide <laughs> to pop out, like, hey, this who I'm with, you know right. what I mean, or this, but, um, right. it's, you know, it's up to you. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Before we go, there's one more thing we want you to see. How did you lose your virginity? So, hold on, girl, I'm texting your mom and daddy right now. <laughs> hold on. <laughs>
No, you don't know them. Just friends of mine. Okay, go on with your questions. All right, I had to send them a picture of us. And that's how the interview started with old family friend Anthony and his mom. It's a whole lot of you don't know about me. I was there to talk to them about their e-reality show, Trippin' with Anthony Anderson and Mama Doris, which followed them along their vacation around the world together last fall. I'm your black tour guide. Mama, raise your hand. Let everybody know who you are. And their reality show put their playful connection on full display. You two spent six weeks touring Europe together. That is a lot of mother and son time. Too much. Mama Doris. Tell me what Anthony did that got on your nerves. He want me to try all these weird type foods. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I ain't gonna do it. <laughs> I'm just ain't gonna do it. I hope you got a chin strap for that wig. I'ma knock the taste out your mouth. This kind of banter is what they do. Whether they're starring on a T-Mobile commercial together or appearing on the reboot of the game show to tell the truth. How is that person normally paid? When I want, I ask for $5,000 so I can put in my bosom. <laughs> and their new reality show puts their playful connection on full display. My life. Stop, stop. This trip was your gift to your mom, mm -hmm. who gave up her acting career to raise you. Mm -hmm. Let me correct you. My mother did not give up her acting career to raise me. My mother he didn't claimed. have an acting career. She's horrible. She's a horrible actress. One movie came on. It was like some old Bill Cosby, Sidney Poitier movie, something mm -hmm. like that. My mom was going, oh, I'm in this movie. I was like, all right, so we were kids. We were watching it. And then a crowd scene came mm -hmm. with 250 extras. And I was like, where you at, mom? She said, there I am in the white dress in a crowd of 250 people. Like, we're supposed to know. That was my mother's acting. That was my mama's acting. All joking aside, Doris did put her acting dreams on hold after becoming a teen mom. Though she appeared in local theater, her focus was on raising Anthony and his stepbrothers in Compton, California. Her impact was the only topic that made Anthony reflective during our interview. As a nine-year-old, I was in the back of the theater at Compton Community College. Mm -hmm. My mother was in a play, A Raisin in the Sun. Yeah. I'm in the back uh, of the theater with my two brothers at the time. I'm the oldest, and I looked up on stage, and I said, that is what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. Are you just smoking a cigarette? I... I'm only smoking to lose weight. Smoking kills my appetite. Anthony has been working steadily since getting his first big role on the sitcom Hang Time in 1995. Nothing satisfies the teddy bear more than the family platter. He also spent three seasons on the long-running crime drama Law & Order. Before landing the role of advertising executive Dre on Blackish in 2014. Baby, I am killing it. I am up for any challenge. You know what? I feel like I can re-roof the house. For the most part, Doris stayed out of the spotlight until she appeared with Anthony on Celebrity Edition of Family Feud in 2015. Name something a new magician might pull a rabbit out of. It's nuts. <laughs> Producers took notice, which led to her casting on To Tell the Truth. Now she's a star in her own right, rubbing elbows with other stars like Janet Jackson. I have to ask you, Mama Doris, because I saw on Instagram that you pushed Anthony out of your picture with Janet Jackson. She sure did. Yeah. Why? Why didn't you want him she in the picture? Sure I asked for the picture, and he tried to <laughs> jump in with me. First off, the only reason you met Janet is because of me. So what? And so she I, wanted I to take to a go, picture I had to go to Miss Jackson because mm -hmm. I'm nasty and say, Miss <laughs> Jackson. <laughs> Jackie, will you take a picture with my mom? She said, Anthony, of course I take a picture with your mom. So I'm doing the selfie. So I did this oh, and my yeah. mother give me the elbow. <laughs> my mother give me the elbow. Get me more. Get me more. 
Now, Anthony, who has filled in for Jimmy Kimmel a few times, says he wants to launch a talk show with Mama Doris as his sidekick. But he says there's only one thing they may never do again. Last question for you guys. Will you ever vacation yes. like this no. Yes. again? No. Yes. Yes, no. before you get it out, Kennedy. we go on to South Kennedy. America. I am never going to have a serious vacation with my yeah. mother. Doing carnival. Yeah, shake your Ooh. clappers. Ooh. Clap my clappers. Demand your clappers. I don't have a booty. I'm walking reverse. Here's my booty right here. All right. So, I'm mama. Shake my clappers. Okay, mama. Kennedy has other interviews she got to do. Can you stop talking? Well, that's going to do it for us tonight. We loved bringing you these stories and hope you enjoyed our peek inside the entertainment industry. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, X, Revolt on YouTube, our Revolt Black News podcast, and download the Revolt app. Good night, everybody. needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage egg and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cut off ba da ba ba ba